Take out your tea and diaries and get ready for the Cozy Feminine Podcast, a place for faith-based classic feminine women or aspiring classic feminine women to come together and listen in on all things divine femininity, conservative values, and traditional woman empowerment. To be honest, I am so sad to be bringing this episode to light. At the same time, though, I'm also very excited because I feel that this is an opportunity to really talk about one of the biggest ways that we can be damaging our femininity or helping our femininity. I don't know how many of you have watched the Super Bowl, but the most recent Super Bowl that happened this past Sunday featured Rihanna. She was the halftime show performer and... I am just so disturbed. As a conservative, more traditionally feminine woman, and always working on that and aiming to be as close to that as possible with, you know, circumstances and everything, real life that happens, always trying to figure out a way. Watching that show, that halftime show, really bothered me. For those of you who didn't watch, Rihanna had sang a collection of her top hits, She was dressed in all red, and I'm not talking about a mature, elegant, crimson kind of red. I'm not even talking about a mature, elegant silhouette even. Um, She was dressed in this very intensely vibrant fire hydrant red suit-looking thing with a fire hydrant red latex bandeau around her chest. She appears to be pregnant, And she is singing on this vibrant red stage. And around her are so many backup dancers all wearing these white, like, culty looking hooded, like, jogging suit things. It's all white. Like, I don't even... I don't know how to best describe it other than it honestly looked like something like a, a KKK dance group. In all honesty, the all the people had the all the backup dancers had these white hoods. It didn't cover their whole face necessarily, but they kept their faces rather anonymous and indistinguishable. And their entire outfit was this like white jogging suit streetwear thing. So imagine this: the entire area is dark around the stage. You have this white—I mean, sorry—you have this red stage with a vibrant red human, right? Woman. And then all of these white hooded KKK looking dancers. This disturbed me so much that I actually turned to my fiance and I told him, this is ridiculous. Now, there are many obvious reasons why, based on what I'm even saying, this might bother (laughs) bother me or maybe you. Um, But here's the thing. This has been going on now for a while. And it's been, the frequency of this has been increasing, I feel, dramatically over the last even just year alone. There have been multiple shows um, that have been done that are very reminiscent of a satanic, demonic, evil kind of ritual. And you... (laughs) Forget the, the, the erotic dancing even, in all honesty. Forget even the, the impure, very much um, 
sexualized nature of these performances they got to the point where we're we're not even hiding the fact and when i say we're i'm talking as if i'm the that industry they've gotten to the point where it's they're not even hiding what their efforts are there was that concert that happened last year in 2022 where multiple people died and there were tons of symbolic um, pieces that are very reminiscent of hell um and and i'm jewish and being jewish listen i understand that we're going to have different perceptions of you know good versus evil and how it's represented so i'm i'm just using the words that best describe that even as uh, as someone who's jewish i can identify what these symbols are um even if they're not maybe in our book so to speak and what maybe if if you're especially a christian or catholic you know I, I'm sorry, I'm really not an expert on this. Um, different from maybe like New Testament versus Old Testament. I don't know. Um, but there's also a lot of things I don't know um, about this area, even within Judaism. So, so much for me to even learn. So I'm just using the words that I can best understand. And hopefully you can understand too, um, which I'm sure you do. Um, but yeah, so I've noticed that uh, there's been this increase. So we have the concert from last year where I think it was like eight people died. People literally were getting trampled over. And that happened. And there were a lot of symbols there. Then we have, I'm sure I'm missing concerts also along the way, but then I remember recently uh, Sam Smith, who is another very interestingly not well icon, I feel, in the music industry. He had, he... Sam Smith had a um, a concert where he performed a what also looked to be a very demonic kind of performance again with that like vibrant red hue and in this case it was very sexualized and even just sexualizing men and everything and that was a bit sick and then now we have this and what's so What's so sad about all of this is that I've been recently listening to a lot of interviews where people from the music industry that might have even left the music industry, or at least are trying to, they talk about all the different subliminal messaging that takes place during their performances, where it's even gotten to the point that these are not as as much of a, this is not as much of a music performance as it is a ritual. And the idea is that we are there to listen to it and then take in the subliminal messaging and then act on it in our day-to-day lives. And these people in the music industry or that are left it or outside of it or have, you know, or maybe are in it, they talk about what they're comfortable talking about, but they do talk about the subliminal messaging that goes on behind the scenes that we as listeners might not even realize. And as a conservative woman who is learning about how the industry infiltrates and indoctrinates listeners, I'm deeply disturbed by these efforts to corrupt us. I'm not as surprised, I guess, the more that it's happening. I'm coming to terms with the fact that I think there's definitely a bit of a a war going on between good versus evil. I, I don't think it's so much about angels or, you know, Satan or things of that sort, but definitely good versus evil. 
you know, and, and how do they corrupt us? It's, it's all in the media. The media is, I'm realizing it's very much owned by evil in so many different ways. And when it comes to the good that are trying to modify the media or change the direction of the media, they struggle because it's just such a huge conglomerate because the media is how they get to the children. It's how they get to these young adults. It's how they get to the most vulnerable. And they know that the content that they put out is going to cause an effect. The media that we consume as women, especially for the cozy feminine, and as individuals, it's meant to look at traditional femininity as an outdated concept, an oppressed concept, something that should just be trashed, that being a boss babe and an independent sexualized bish and spiritually damaged, that's what's acceptable. And if a woman dares to criticize someone like Rihanna for her performance, especially when she's looking pregnant, then that woman, she should be canceled in society. Or she's deemed, you know, anti-woman. Because a lot of the posts that I've been seeing, um, especially from more liberal, or not even liberal, just more like progressive socialist-like people, they're all praising the fact that she is pregnant doing this performance even. That it's more important for her to do this performance dressed like a demon than to be at home resting, spending time with her loved ones, celebrating her child that's on the way, if she is in fact pregnant. What we consume matters as women. And, and I'm so passionate about this because we're watching, we are literally watching evil in front of us as women. And it's so, so, so important that we do our best to monitor what is consumed, especially by children. Because what the media has done such a great job with is they have done so well at getting to the children. Because nowadays, so many children have access to technology. And listen, they're kids. They're going to look up things that are interesting to them. And one of the ways that the music industry, especially in media, one of the ways that they've been able to influence so many people is because they know how to tap into emotional chords. They know that people want to not have to be responsible for themselves. They know that people want to always just feel good all the time. They know that, they, they know that people want to not be judged. They know that they want people to feel empowered to do whatever it is that they want with their bodies, no matter how horrible or disgusting it is. They want, they want to give people what they want, right? However, we as a society, especially when it comes to conservatism, understand that what we want is not always what we need. But you see, as long as the media is, is taking that over, we're always going to struggle, right? We're always going to have a hard time with that because people love the idea of not having to really have restriction. Women, especially, I think, think, I think that there's such a war 
I mean, there's a war on men in one way, and then there's a very strange, peculiar war on women and children. And it's so interesting um, because there's so much cognitive dissonance between all of the ideas that these nutty people are putting out there, these radical people are putting out there um, in terms of even, you know, encouraging women to, to kill their own children, um, encouraging women to sexualize themselves, go on OnlyFans, you're going to make so much money incentivizing women to leave men and to not need men which only affects us in the long run as a species because then we're, we're, not, we're not having children. Or they're encouraging parents and schools and society to help mutilate children, teaching them body positivity, yet at the same time telling them that if they don't feel like they're in the right body, then they have all of this access to chop their body up into pieces. It's, it's all in the media that we watch that really can impact how we feel as women. Our femininity, it's, it's being attacked in so many ways if we're not careful. And it, I guess, I know that this whole podcast episode seems a bit of a, a ramble and I'm, I'm deeply sorry. It's, it's just something that... We need to make sure that we are just doing what we can to protect ourselves as women. Not getting swept away or swooned. Because sometimes the most, a lot of what's so dangerous for us um, might feel good even in the moment. But it's like even more so, it's tempting. And part of our role as, you know, traditional women is we need to remember how temptation works. Now, I'm not very good at Bible verses or Torah verses or things of that sort. But what I do know is that evil does what it does and is successful at what it does because it knows how to tempt people. And the temptation to not feel responsible over oneself or others, I think, is probably one of the greatest temptations of all, next to the temptation to um, seek pleasure without consequence and i think that's what music in a way does for us is you know it kind of subliminally can share some of those messages the music that we listen to i mean i'll be honest with you i was listening to that unholy song for a little bit now um because it's catchy and i'm just listening more to the beat but i have to remember that just because i'm listening to the beat doesn't mean that something behind me within my subconscious isn't absorbing the words. And also I'm also I'm like helping to give money to people that probably shouldn't have it. Um, especially if they're gonna be promoting that kind of that kind of rhetoric. So all I'm saying to all of us ladies today and and everything is really preserve your femininity. Do not get tempted by the media, no matter how how fascinating or interesting or seemingly pleasurable it might be. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to find your spirituality and really listen to that part of, of ourselves as women. Being a feminine woman, it, it's special. 
It's not about being a boss babe. It's not about foregoing what we are biologically set forward to do. It's not about us being these independent, you know, bitches. I'm not saying the real word. <laughs> trying to keep it relatively family-friendly-ish. Um, but it's not about being this independent bish who needs no man or anything like that. Which I know that's not typically the audience that's listening in on these. But I know you get it. We as women, we have to be strong. I see so many beautiful women, traditional women, who are posting and I love it. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be utilizing the very tools that these evil people use to touch cords um, for the wrong reasons. And we need to start touching cords for the right reasons. I feel that the best way for us to really approach these kinds of issues, like what I saw with Rihanna's halftime show, that clearly to me was significant of a yet another attempt to demonize um, the music industry, but also just promote demonization and everything. Cause she even looked possessed while she's doing the, the performance, you know, just, just, just like an evil aura around the whole thing. It's so important for us to always keep the door open for those who disagree and, and open it up for conversation. I think part of what creates such a divide between the women that love Rihanna and what she's all about versus people who don't like Rihanna and what she's all about and so forth and all other areas of life is we're all very quick to shame one another and put each other down and, you know, remove ourselves from those people, which to an extent I can understand the removal of ourselves. But I will say though, is us as a community of traditionally feminine women, um, especially if you happen to be conservative as well, it's so important for us to actually not ward away conversation because through conversation can we really create change and through prayer which is also something that we can introduce more uh for sure so that's pretty much the episode for today i know it's been all over the place uh thank you for hanging on tight i'm sorry to be bumming anybody out it's just such a whew, such a time right now isn't it such a time we must protect ourselves as women and we must protect all the other beautifully traditional women out there protect at all costs but anyways i hope all of you ladies have at least a decent rest of your week um happy valentine's day <laughs> i know i really chose i chose a topic to talk about on valentine's day didn't i um happy valentine's day i hope that you're doing something really special for you and your loved ones with you and your loved one with your family and, and everything with your partners and everything um I'm, I think I might put out another episode this week. So just hang tight and I hope that you all have a great day. Time to close up your diaries, finish drinking your tea, and we'll talk very soon. All right. See you later. Bye.